0: Nine to Five. Dot CC. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to yet another episode of Go Plug Yourself, where we still have guests this week. We are extremely proud to have uh, Joey Elias on as our guest. Uh, Joey came on the show to promote an event that, uh, that's coming up at the Royal Mount uh, Drive-In Movie Theater. It's going to be a live comedy event that you actually get to go uh, at the drive-in. So you get to go in your car, in the comfort of your own car, uh, sit in front and watch some live comedy. It's an amazing event. Uh, it's uh, called the Comedy Drive-In with uh, Joey Elias and the Comedy All-Stars. Those Comedy All-Stars are uh, Harrison Weinreb, Amanda McQueen, Rodney Ramsey, and hosted by uh, Lawrence Corber, of course, uh, who is one of our hosts here on Go Plug, yourself as well well uh, that event is taking place on august 26th uh, wednesday night august 26th at the royal mount drive-in and uh, it is actually a charity fundraising event for on our own uh, or o3 which is a uh, a non-profit community organization uh, that supports young parents uh, um, who are having a difficulty in finding affordable housing opportunities for personal growth so on and so forth so it's extremely important uh, an extremely important charity especially at all times but especially now with all of the the difficulties that are going on in covid19 so if you head out to that show at Royal Mount Theater, August twenty sixth, um, you'll get to see some great comedy, and it'll also be uh, for a great cause. And if you stick around till the end of the show, Joey actually announced uh, a perk. Uh, if you want to make a big, uh, big donation in addition to the ticket, if you make a big enough donation, Joey announces a exciting, exclusive perk, uh, sort of almost, almost a. a a reward package if you will if you make a uh, a large enough donation at the drive-in event uh, on august 26 uh stick around we have a lot of fun we talk about uh covid and what's going on and how how we're coping we talk about the organization we talk about charity work we uh, just we have a good time stick around enjoy the show and uh go to the royal mount drive-in on august 26 uh for a good cause and a bunch of great laughs ha! two one get
2: it Go plug, you plug Go, plug Go plug yourself.
0: You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug another plugger. Go plug yourself. You plug Go plug, yourself. You plug another plugger. Go
3: plug yourself. It's a time
1: for another Go Plug Yourself podcast. So yeah, we're starting up this podcast uh, for th- with three hosts because our guest is so huge in the comedy world, the one, the only Joey Elias, bringing comedy back to the people at drive-ins? Uh,
4: eventually, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> is that that's As I understand how comedy works now, or even shows, right? Like the, the Damn Truth just did one, I think, at drive-ins also.
4: Everybody's doing one. I mean, I was just in Ottawa working a comedy club, a real comedy club, and there was, You know, you pick up the local newspapers and there's ads for all kinds of shows, like uh, from local music to, um, you know, Blues Fest was trying to do a little thing where they kind of recoup a little bit where now that they can have uh, a bigger group outside type of thing. So they may have like a socially distanced thing at a drive-in for Blues Fest. So everybody's jumping on it. Um, It makes sense for what we're about to do.
1: Have, have, has anyone been to a drive-in event yet, or? No. Uh,
3: no. No. I know Walter went to go see Pink Floyd's The Wall on yeah, Saturday. It's not,
1: yeah. Yeah, because the uh, is it Royal Mount Drive-In Theater, I want to say, I think is. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I pulled that right out correctly. Yeah, they're they're doing like a bunch of things. They're like screening old movies, and like I said, yeah. that was, that's where the Damn Truth is playing too. And and they're they're trying to get a lot of a lot of mileage out of that old drive-in theater, <laughs> like.
4: Yeah. I mean, look, you can't you can't do um big groups, you know, in the club, like the Comedy Nest, for instance. Even with that maximum capacity of two fifty, it's not possible because we they still have to do the fifty percent and they have to take into account physical distancing, right? So um in terms of you know th- this show that we're doing it's an annual event, and now that uh Mr. Corber is part of that as well every year now hey. um you know it, we usually pack in club soda, but club soda is you know when the organizers behind this, which is media experts and and on our own themselves, you know they just felt that at the time this was the best way to go about it um It's a different experience for me. I've never been on a uh, stage in a drive-in before. So there's an excitement for me having uh, never played a particular stage or type of stage. It is a new experience. Uh, When I went there the other day to shoot a a commercial for the show we're doing, um, the first thing it reminded me of, and this is really weird, is uh the stage that they had for us when I did shows in Afghanistan, just this giant, enormous stage with lights and, and an incredible sound system, and then this massive pit where we knew it was going to be filled up. The only thing I hope is uh during this show, there's no choppers just taking off and firing off at you know <laughs> enemy forces you know, Let's hope. <laughs>
1: I was like, "2020 has been a little apocalyptic," but let's hope it doesn't get there in the next. I'm going to
4: tell you right now: if that happens at this show, I am fucking off. I am leaving <laughs> this planet somehow. I will take out a loan and be like, "Hey, musty, listen, you got to fly me up to the space station because I ain't coming back again. This is awful." Oh
1: man, that that it's I. <laughs> I don't even know. It's it, it just, I can't even like nothing, like nothing surprises me anymore. Like where it's like just something happens and you're like, of course it is. Like even, even, I mean uh, like the, the, the tragedy that, that occurred in Beirut. I was like, because of course in 2020, a, there's like nitrate that is improperly stored and next to like fireworks. And it's just the shit. So, and a, city and a country that doesn't need more crap like this wasn't this easily could have been like some sort of military action because they're 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 right in the heart of military conflict just blows up like in the middle of the day i was like because of course because 2020 can just throw anything at us and we'll never know
3: no i feel like like 2020 is like everyone's nightmares come to fruition like someone has a monkey paw somewhere and they didn't say the right thing or like someone didn't word a wish properly
0: Talk about nightmares. My mother just went to the garden. Tomatoes destroyed oh.
3: by some. Could, could this year not uh, get any worse?
0: Zucchini, the zucchini oh. uh, half eaten by some some fucking squirrel. Oh. Like you want this. My, my my mother was fine, but yeah. now,
3: now now the tragedy has hit home.
0: I now yeah now I have thought
1: problem. about your mother's. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if we've addressed this on the podcast or not. The 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 predicament of her false nails you mentioned on the podcast a while ago. Like how did that resolve? Have been nails.
0: First of all first of all, you oh. better watch your mouth, Keith. They are not false okay, what are nails. They?
4: She gets oh, them colored.
0: Okay, okay. Okay, she gets colored. She gets them done, she gets I'm them all done, she done she up. Had, she had false false nails. You might catch a slap. Um she's fine. She's I'm okay the Yeah, the hair front. She's just really worried about nobody
4: it. is good on the hair front, man. No. Nobody. I
2: did
1: I did the haircut. I did the haircut one time uh my barber was kind enough to have me I, I did it in July and he did it with the mask on and not in the shop. He did it on his back
4: deck. We both had masks. Oh. That's smart.
1: And I was like I, I was like I feel this is safe like and he like he like pulled the the elastic bands off one ear to do the behind the ear and then put it back and that was it like uh, we're off two years i should say but uh but yeah we were like i was like listen buddy he's like yeah i'm in the same boat he's like i'm not look. he's not he wasn't looking to go back to work right away either but he was like i'm gonna take a couple of clients out of my house like people i know that are taking this seriously and kind of isolating and doing it all right but uh but yeah back to your point though joey uh so you've never played in front of a a sea of cars, obviously. I don't like, why would
4: you? No, I have not. <laughs> um, and it it's terrifying in a sense because you don't know. Um, look, if it, if the weather is good, then it's going to be fantastic because they're allowed to bring, you know, camping chairs and sit. Yeah, so they in.
1: they like, chairs in front of the cars or whatever.
4: And- yeah. You know, or they can even sit on their hood uh, or if they have a, uh, you know, a, uh, an SUV or a pickup truck. You know, you can open up the back, sitting there, or on the back of the, uh, you know, the pickup as well. But um, if there, if it's raining, you know, it is a rain or shine thing, and they're safe in their cars. It's going to be hard, I'm assuming, for the performers to understand if and when they are laughing. Yeah. yeah. If
1: anything, if you're like, if you're, if you're laughing, can you just blink your headlights? Yeah. Can you honk? Like, no. There's think, no honking. Uh, is no.
3: Tonkin oh, yeah.
4: illegal over there.
3: Oh, you're right. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. But, and Joey, yeah. you, do, you, you performed in front of like, obviously a bunch of different venues, a bunch of different situations. Do you prep differently? Do you go into the show differently knowing it's going to be outside or knowing it's going to be a weird circumstance like this?
4: Uh, no, I, I still go about my normal insane routine. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely going to get there early mm-hmm. the night of, um, just to you know hey we have to do a sound check but i mean you know this you do the same we walk the stage um if you know i like walking a stage if i've never played or if i've never if i haven't been to that particular venue in a long time i will take time to walk the stage as well um so yeah it's just uh, but in terms of prepping for it any other way you know no i mean i'm gonna my day will be the same and you know a couple hours before showtime it's you know jump in the shower and then get dressed in the same order and mm-hmm. get a cup of coffee and head down yeah what what's you know?
1: the stage like is it does it run like the length of the movie screen is it like very
4: deep yeah it's pretty big it is deep it's uh i think the movie screen is a, just about the size of the stage wow
1: so, like, so you're on you're on a stage that, like, you too could perform on, technically. <laughs> like if well, just being smaller bands, maybe. They, they, they did perform in the area. The,
4: the Hippodrome. That's true. The
3: Hippodrome. They were close, right? And I, I lived at the time in Ville-Saint-Laurent, so I would go out to my back porch, and if I looked south a bit, I could see the glow and hear, like, faint noises. It was so loud. I heard it, and I'm, like, 10, 15 minutes.
4: It was, away. It was aliens, buddy.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think so, uh, yeah. One of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. I, remember they did two, like, I remember they did two nights, and Saint Laurent, I'm sure you guys must have you must have even heard lyrics, because we heard it from like, uh, even, like, yeah. uh, like, you just heard it, like, you heard the riffs, and whatever, and I remember it was two nights, and it just carried down, like, down the mountain the whole time, and I was like, oh, right. cool. Uh, one of my least favorite bands just (laughs) like (laughs) invading the airwaves of
4: like first first, first
1: they they invaded
3: my ipod and now they're just i can hear them everywhere
4: oh i remember they did that didn't they uh somehow magically just download their album onto (laughs) everybody's ipod at one point
3: exactly everyone's but everyone just had before the ipod was on the phone everyone who bought the i uh, like the limited edition like red and black ipod they just woke up one morning and they just had like a whole u2 album and they're like how do i delete this like by the way you can't <laughs> you just have to deal with this i
1: yeah, was that like said it was part of the yeah because it was like it was packaged in with the like the software update or whatever the it was, like. Software. and then
4: eventually they removed it though
1: yeah because people people freaked out like
3: yeah i'm gonna <laughs> do it i'm gonna be the first guy to get myself branded through like ser- some sort of like device or something be like oh hey pick up this phone here's my comedy album
1: there's so much so much sketchiness about that right because like did they count that as like units distributed or whatever they were like 10 million units of the album but like they forced it onto every ipod like cause, yeah because i remember i remember like more recently than this last year they uh dj khaled we're just sticking with awful music on this uh apparently had like there was um he ended up like trying to get more money or whatever for the number of downloads of his uh of a certain release or whatever that he did but then they when they dug into it like he's trying to get more money from the label but the label's like but you gave away the song for free with like a monster energy drink upc code bullshit or whatever So he had like inflated his numbers like tenfold (laughs) by being like you could get the song for free, and they're like it was streamed ten million times. But I was like, but as what? Like that wasn't a. And because it was associated with a purchase, it counted as a sale because you weren't just buying a can of monster; you were buying like a can of monster and a single from DJ Khaled. So it wasn't like a giveaway. Who's that demographic Uh,
3: though? Like the like, because usually when you get a code from like a Monster Energy drink or like a bag of Doritos, it's like, get this skin in Call of Duty. Like, what's the crossover between that and like DJ
1: Khaled? DJ Khaled, I feel one to one. Like I feel... <laughs> <laughs> it's an exact.
3: Another monster, <laughs> another one. I had to exactly. cut. I had to cut yeah. back on the energy drinks, guys. Like I started seeing a nutritionist in like November, and then it's the most poison uh yeah and it literally like the first thing they make you do is like hey we need you to bring a written log of everything you put in your body i'm like oh no this is like horrible yeah, yeah. and you can't do and you can't lie because then you're just wasting money right you can't go in you're like yeah chicken breasts like you have to tell them the truth because if you don't it's like this there's no purpose so she's like did you drink four energy drinks this day i'm like yeah i was tired she's like yeah you're dehydrated you're gonna like your heart's gonna stop you have to stop this shit
1: yeah i i had a big energy drink issue for a while like because I, I did i used to not drink coffee too much so i'd have like one in the morning one in the afternoon and if i was going out like one at night jeez and i was like i was like oh man i was like this is just eating a hole in my stomach joey did you are you a coffee man you, you said you yes evening coffee before comedy oh uh, yeah that's you my thing
4: i have never had an energy drink that's ever the best yeah. it's the you know, like, uh, just never appealed to me. Like, Man. even when I was a kid and they had Jolt, you oh, know, wow. which was advertised as, uh, you know, double the uh, caffeine, double the sugar. Like, we just never did that. You know, it was just, why? We just figured our heart would explode. Yeah. And it always tasted pretty mm. garbagey.
1: Yeah, I feel they over-caffeinated, like, Jolt Cola, like, it was like they caffeinated it to the point where it did something to the carbonation, where it was like all Jolt Cola always tasted flat.
4: Yeah, like. I mean, there's something about, you know, these drinks that have never appealed to me. One of them is, they, I've always heard the majority of them just taste awful. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, and if not, yeah, so again, it's, you know, telling me to watch a movie that's going to make me sad, what the hell.
1: <laughs> You're like, oh, this is gonna, this is gonna get you real amped up, but it's gonna taste like
4: garbage. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: a Movie that will really make you sad, like uh,
4: Rudy. Oh man, Rudy's awesome. That's a tearjerker. <laughs> the
3: movie that always makes me cry without failure is Big Fish with Ewan McGregor. Oh, that's... It's a great movie. Oh my god, the
4: scene I... at the end, oh, I... kills me. And he's a
1: Joey though. Like for some, for, like almost, I can watch. Like, and Big, Big Fish is a great movie. Like, I own a, a special edition of it, whatever. I can watch the saddest movies in general and not necessarily get teared up. Like, I'll feel emotionally. Like I can get emotionally invested. But, like, as soon as you in, insert sports.
4: Oh, I mean, yeah.
1: Immediately,
4: like. Feel the <laughs> <of> dreams, not <laughs> including baseball. It's just a bullshit movie. <laughs> exactly.
3: Remember the Titans Hay- I- a good movie to cry to?
4: Oh, yeah, oh my God, God! Yeah, we are
3: Marshall. A lot of good movies, uh, football movies to cry to, for sure.
4: I'm we really are so Marshall true. is amazing, man. Yeah,
1: the Mighty Duck can probably choked me up. Like <laughs> quack. Oh,
4: Bendito's quack. about to go out. Quack. Quack.
1: <laughs> what was the? Uh, I, I I literally was reading an article like about one of the um, the uh, the Montreal Canadiens when they announced the they announced the results of the referendum in the 60s at the forum like mid game right so it was like and apparently there was like literally like a cheer from like half the audience and then like and disappointment from the other half as like you're just sort of like as everybody sort of like realizes suddenly there's like political affiliations surrounding this hockey game but like everybody was there like cheering the Habs and it was like and Maurice Richard like lights it up and then like and everybody cheered again like all together as one and I was like sports
2: are beautiful <laughs> 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 I was like, it
1: was
0: fun. hey man with what's happening in the sports world right now ain't none of it good <laughs> There's like, a couple of them are going well but like if you look up college football and Ooh. COVID
3: Oh boy. Well, wasn't college football the oh first boy. thing to cancel or the first thing to like kind of pull the plug and be like this is one College, college basketball, basketball,
0: college basketball, yeah. yeah. But college football is like a huge
4: money maker.
0: Huge money yeah, maker, and there's certain and there's certain schools that are certain places in the country that are just going to play no matter what. Well, yeah, because they're, they're, they're only cons, and,
1: right? yeah, they're only subject to the state yeah. law, right? So if the state's not doing anything, they're like pack them in, boys.
0: We don't have enough time on this podcast podcast to talk about the like weird things about college football, but it's like it's 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 a governing body in theory only. It's like five different conferences yeah. that run the show. It's yeah, really stupid.
3: Chris has that. attempted to explain it to me. Be like, Well the Big Ten does this and then the East does that and I'm just like, I don't know, bro. I have no idea what you're talking about.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, but that's the same thing with you and Magic. Bob. Well, that's
3: because you don't you don't understand how druids work, and that's why they're an important class, Christopher.
0: We have an important guest. Let's not get okay. into
1: the family. you you, you drop Magic the Gathering. Like there was no reason. We were all like, we were all safely talking about sports.
0: <laughs> hey, speaking of sports, the Rangers won the draft lottery, yeah.
1: right? I'm so happy. Yeah. I am like, dude. So like on the you're. Like on the shit list of potential people that could have won the draft that I did not want, did not want Pittsburgh by any stretch. Yeah, because I do not want the Frenier on Malkin or Crosby's wing. Did not want Toronto because screw them. Yeah. And did not want Edmonton because that's where talent goes to die. And like and I was like there were all- or at least die in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh. but it's it. but like all three all three of those teams did not need a number one pick. <laughs> Rangers at the very least I'm like they're not they're they're a team that actually could use the number 1 pick is what I'm saying like
4: they're uh, Yeah, I'm not offended by them getting it. I would have lost my shit if Montreal somehow got it cuz the fans would have just I thought
0: the fix was Cuz that yeah. cuz the
4: fans are just you know the way the fans are here. You know they're they yeah. uh it just makes me sick and uh I don't care if they hear this they can all kiss my ass.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can we talk about the that for a second? Can we talk about that? You did, Joey did some uh, did a lot of work with Hockey Inside Out this past yeah. year before the pandemic, right, Joey? Mm-hmm. And I, apparently, people didn't know you were a
4: Bruins fan. Is that weird? Uh, people did find <laughs> out, and uh, I, like,
1: I don't even know you that well. And I know you're a Bruins fan. I was like going to start right away. I was. Twitter <laughs> handle is yeah.
0: Bruins five one four. Um, what do you think he cheers for? The Eskimos? Yeah, when he <laughs> no
3: longer exists. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, don't don't have a, they don't have a name anymore, right? Eh? just the Edmonton, uh, the Edmonton team. Thing. Yeah, the Edmonton football club. They want to
0: keep the E, though. Yeah. They want to keep the E, so they're going to try to find the name that has an E in it uh, at the beginning of it. It's great. It's going to be
1: awful. Like,
2: what
0: what was, was, was the most my... ridiculous <laughs> thing that you got feedback from, from one of your hockey takes on that show?
4: Oh, they don't even hear takes. I mean, they just hear trigger words, much like comedy fans, Right? (laughs) Um, And that would set them off, you know? So if I – a lot of them would get mad that why is a, you know, a a Bruins fan on a Montreal Canadiens show? Now, first of all, it's called Hockey Inside Out, not Habs Inside Out. So it is about hockey. And who's to say that a a fan – of another team doesn't know what's going on in their hometown. I watch hockey because I like the sport. Many Mm -hmm. a night living in this city, uh, well, not now, during the pandemic because they all play in one bubble and they all play in one day. But before this, you know, many a time, uh, first of all, Saturdays the Bruins are known to play afternoon games. So Mm -hmm. what do I do at night if I'm not working? I can watch the Leafs, which I'd rather not, (laughs) you know, I – because I, I really, I don't care about them at all. Um, so I watch the Habs because they're in ten, you know, they're the, the hometown team and everybody talks about them. And the fact that I, I do like hockey, um, I'll watch any two teams play. And that's what people don't realize is that I, I'll come home late at night and they'll have like uh, Anaheim versus Colorado. And I'll be like, oh, great. I still get to watch, you know, a period and a half of, of hockey. It doesn't matter to me who's playing. I just love the sport.
1: I'm not, like – I I agree and disagree with you about Montreal fans because I'm like, like – I'm – I. Nobody cares. Thanks a lot. <laughs> you're, you're wrong. You're a right. week ago on this
0: very podcast, I told you Montreal was going to win this little series, and you were like, oh, God, no. And I was like, that's the exact reason why I want them to win because everyone thought they were a shoe-in for Lafreniere. In June, everyone was like, this is our pick. We're going to get this. He's going to be the French savant. Uh, He's going to bring us back to 1962. Yeah. And we're going to fly oh, again. And what do you do? You're going to lose in the second round. No, they're
4: going to beat the Flyers. The yeah, cool. They they're be the really will beat the, the Flyers. flyers. And, then, and in the third round, it's just going to be ugly. I, yeah, mean, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like if you look at the
1: yeah, team. Yeah. They're, they're, actually, they're actually reseeding. Although,
4: I will say this. Oh. Uh, again, it goes as far as uh, – and any. this goes for any team. The team that stays the healthiest, and I'm not talking COVID-related. I'm talking injury-related with this, like, really crazy yeah. schedule that they're on. Yeah. Um, I think they have the best chance. So, if, uh, you know, whoever, let's say Philly, go, you know, they lose a big player. Um, that benefits Montreal. If Montreal loses a big player, or Boston, or anybody, you know? Um, I mean, you
1: saw that, like, the, the Leafs, right? They have one defenseman, and Muzzin got hurt, and then they were done.
4: Well, that's what I like, mean, Leo. you know? You know like, yeah. They
1: got down 3 nothing, and they rallied back on the Friday night game because they do have the offensive talent. But I'm like, you don't have D. I'm like, And Muzzin is your function. I was, in, I was in Toronto this past weekend,
0: so I watched that.
4: But again, isn't it, isn't it great though? How excited people get about sport. Like, do you think, you know, like I think there's a little bit more excitement in this because it went missing. All sport went missing. Yeah, Life yeah, yeah. went missing. And and like for you know, me- I'm not saying that isn't a great, incredible comeback. But the fact that you know it happened after such a shit, you know, five months.
1: Well, I can't I can't remember who it was which one of the players but like someone asked the question of like uh, just this because they were like oh, like what do you guys think about the fact that like whoever wins the cup this year people are gonna like challenge the legitimacy of it or whatever else and blah 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 and I can't remember who had the answer but it was amazing because he was like he's like I don't care he's like this will be a Stanley Cup that everyone will remember who won it forever
4: yeah yeah and also
1: like whether or not you want to argue its merits or whatever i'm like 100 years from now people are going to be like oh yeah there was a pandemic and then this team won but it was crazy
3: the teams are evened out now like you have to think about something because when you get out of the season you have lingering injuries you have things like that because of this time off as much as it was uncomfortable to joey's point and we definitely missed hockey and all the sports i kind of like the fact that they've all been off for a couple of while like and people have healed it's and, more you know, like,
1: like football right like it's a long but, break between the season and the yeah, super
3: bowl <laughs> like like especially because like montreal and when joey's a boston fan and like new york and big market teams the nhl in recent years has, has booked them a lot with like back-to-back games like home and away series
2: yeah. and like yeah.
3: I, I remember last year i was looking at the hab schedule and they had like 13 back-to-backs or something like that and then their records and back-to-backs were like not great because they're, they're just tired yeah. and they have not had a traveling. That's that's right. Against a team like Nashville, and they never booked them back-to-back, and they had, like, less injuries. How about like Detroit? That. Yeah.
4: And I was just but like... Detroit had, uh, what, nine wins at one point, and four of them were against the Habs.
2: Yeah. yeah.
4: You know, yeah. like, just some teams, they have that... Everybody's got that mental block, right? We all, as performers, we have that kind of one city that we just feel like we've never done well in. That
3: one stage yeah. you know for a long you time know, and,
4: uh... <laughs> yeah i know, Do
1: you I know... Have one, are you about to share one for um, a long time
3: for me ladies and gentlemen when it ran at shika was yeah. like a mountain i could not get to the peak of it was just like no matter what i did Crowd works. I tried material. I tried to do stories. I tried to be punchy. I just tried so, to tell my jokes in a different ways. I flipped my set around. Did it backwards. Came out and was more serious. Came out and was lighter. Tried to have better energy. Came in in a suit after work. Like I tried like eighteen things and I never felt. Oh, it the went suit
0: didn't work at Shakeup?
3: No, the show. Well, I I would just I would finish work. I had to go. You know what I mean? It's like
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was when you were selling cars, right?
3: Yeah, and yeah. I don't know. There's something that was just weird about that. And, like, I know we were talking about weird experiences before. Like, Joey was talking about, like, the outdoor shows. Like, Chris and I did an outdoor show for the festival last year. And that was in itself. Like, I don't know about Chris, but I had never played an outdoor venue before. And that just, it was so weird and so rough. And they have these giant speakers, these huge, and it's, like, a lot like the setup at Royal Mount, where it's, like, this big thing, and there's lights in the background, and it's all open air. And the speakers are pointing back at you. So yeah. I'm I'm hearing myself. I can't hear the crowd. And the lights on stage are so bright, I can barely see anyone. So I got off stage and I just walked down and I looked at people and everyone were giving me thumbs up, but I had no idea if it went well. I had no idea if people were laughing and it was just such a weird experience. It's just such a weird thing to wrap my head around. Well, that's going to
4: well, Again, help it's, you... a, it's... Go ahead, it's just, Yeah, it's just a new thing that you can put in the the memory bank that'll help you get through you know, yeah. a, another gig in the future that you think, well, this isn't ideal, Yeah. you know, and, but Hey, you know what? I, I've done this. And if I can, you know, adjust to these conditions, like I did to those, then we're all good. You know, yeah. it's, I'm look, I'm, I'm just going to take any gig at this point <laughs> where, um, if I feel safe, you know, in terms of the, the precautions they're taking right. COVID related, um, you know, I'm a, and I, none of it has to be, you know, great amount. It doesn't all have to be at Royal Mount. I'll just take it anywhere because, you know, for five months we sat around and did nothing. And and God forbid, man, this happens to us again. It's just going to be heart wrenching. Yeah. yeah so I'm just, right. I'm just of the ilk of like, you know what? Go out, enjoy it as much as I can now. Uh, do as much as I can right now. And hopefully it just, you know, the world as a whole heals and gets better. Um, and as that, you know, gets ruined through, through more countries, you know, look, vaccines are talking about, you know, end of next year. Uh, so, look, we're looking at this till at least 2022. Yeah. You know, so
1: so, realistically things won't be all the way normal for another like two plus years.
4: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like they're saying even with the vaccine that masks and and physical distancing are still gonna be part of the norm. mm -hmm. You know, so and who knows? I mean, you know, in, in three years from now, can we have another strain of, of the of the flu or virus that comes out and just knocks the shit out of mankind again and who knows I mean so mm-hmm. my thing is I'm just trying to enjoy everything as best I can right now some days are tougher than others uh, to be very honest I mean if anybody says that you know they didn't feel a little down or uh, off during out, throughout all this and I would say okay good on you but as a, as a somebody who isolated by himself for you know two plus months it was tough mm-hmm. It was tough to keep a, it was tough to keep positive all the time yeah. um, and I and I don't think you know that would have changed if I was you know with somebody in the bubble or not or uh, it's just it was really tough at one point to listen to all this you know negative stuff coming out in all the media and everywhere and and you just think wow i'm never going to tell a joke again because nobody's even talking about opening you know they were talking about okay we got to open stores to get this and then it would you know we got to open uh, camps so the kids can get out during the. there's no talk about bars you yeah. know so it was just like at one point i think it was just like all right no i'm never telling a joke again i you know i better be find something that makes me happy now Yeah, well, Chris Chris had his
1: his original doom and gloom uh, thing was no comedy till, like, literally no comedy till 2021, I think, was one of your worst.
0: They were talking about bars and show venues opening it back up in (laughs) late October, early November. I think that that, got fast track.
3: I I understand why. I understand why a hundred percent. Because like literally, we, we, we have we're spoiled kind of to have the comedy nest, who takes it incredibly seriously and takes a lot of precautions, and they have a game plan and yep. they sit you down and they yeah. talk to you, right? And like not to point fingers, but I did uh, another show, and it was not well maintained, and like they had yeah. people on top of each other, and I was like, oh, this is fucked. And then I'm just like staying really far away from everybody and then someone just comes up to me and starts like talking to me like an inch away from my face and i I told chris this story, and i was just like you have to get away from me right now they're like why you're about to go on i just want to wish you good luck i'm like you're too close to me you have to fucking back up so that's
1: that 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 entire experience is like coming coming at it from an audience member perspective like when i saw what they're doing at nest i was like oh cool when i see like certain bars taking it super seriously i'm like that's what it takes guys like i'm like i know it's not exactly how we want it to be but i'm gonna go to those venues as someone to if i can go out and see comedy or see shows or go to bars safely and if we do it all safely we'll get to do it longer because i think there's like there's two things that are kind of at play here right like i don't know if you heard about what happened in australia but like they had a rise of like a couple hundred cases a day and they were like because their seasons are different than ours that they're like, this is probably the second wave. They shut down hard. Like, yeah. like, like they, they put back in overnight curfew. They put like, you don't leave the house. Like one person can leave the house once a day to go get supplies, no like jogging breaks or whatever. You can't tra- cross Australian state lines and stuff because they're like, we need to be ahead of the second wave and shut it down because we don't want it they're like a short period of intense lockdown will avoid the months of sort of lockdown right that could come when you kind of half-ass it like i think a lot of countries but
4: like, again everybody in australia <laughs> is abiding Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. they're it, buying it, into it because they know right.
1: you're saying yeah, you say like
4: the fucking anti-man it, 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 protests and shit drive me
3: up the wall yeah. i just sit there I mean, fuming and i'm like i don't get to do the things i want you know what i mean and like yeah. as much as that's yeah, like a yeah. selfish way to think about things like at some points and like to talk about with joey like i've had bad days and everyone's had bad days and that's okay because you know you got to be self-aware that this isn't a normal circumstance and you're not going to feel how you normally feel but like yeah. to see I mean, these even people like not like comedian. parading around with their chests out be like yeah. you don't get to tell me what to do i was like i was like you fucking idiots like you're gonna you know what i mean it's like it's just it's like Is mad there
0: protest this weekend? what's that wasn't
1: there anti-mask protest someone showed this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, people, like, There's a big one in Quebec City. I remember I saw that. Like,
3: it's unbelievable. And it's, it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's just, it's it's so infuriating to just sit at home and try your best and then you just see a group of people be like, you know what? Fuck, fuck all you guys. Like, fuck everyone around you. My,
1: yeah.
3: Fuck your relatives. My fuck everyone who's immunocompromised. It's like, oh, it infuriates me. Unbelievable.
1: The worst, so the
4: other, I'm amazed at, I'm amazed at how many uh, people that I've run into in this country that um, are anti-maskers and conspiracy theorists, and they, oh you know, l- literally. I mean, we run, when we film the global segment, uh, mm-hmm. my camera guy and I. At least now, once a week, when we go out, there is somebody that approaches us. With, hey, how come I never see this on the news? And you think, okay, maybe it's about environment. Oh, fuck no, it's 5G and the Bill Gates and the Clinton Foundation Fire. and all that crap. And you're like, how are you employed?
2: <laughs>
4: you know, speaking,
0: like, speaking to that, my favorites that's been going and making the rounds now about the media. And I, I love when everyone just like makes a huge, you know, broad statement about a group of people, and they put them under one umbrella, like the media, the the media. thing. But there's just, there's these things going around about how how come the media never talks about uh, you know. Uh, um, eating right and helping your immune system they and do. You know, pedophiles and pedophiles. How come all we hear is about wearing masks? I'm like, what are we talking about? Could we stop equating everything to pedophiles?
4: First of all, pedophiles have to stop wearing masks. <laughs> so we can nail these bastards. <laughs> all of a sudden I'm an anti-masker.
1: <laughs> well, that, that was it. Like, I mean, like on the, on the other show that we do, one of the guys, um uh, works works at the hospital and he was like he's like it would be a beautiful thing if covid could just somehow like target the anti-maskers and they like not even wishing them any like like they just got it they got sick i don't want to wish them worse than that but he's like but the 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 thing that drives him up the wall and i think drives all of us up the wall like it's normal i think to be selfish and say oh they could get me sick but you're like no you know what sick people go they go to the hospital and their stupidity can get real sick people real sick and can get doctors real sick yeah. and like that their stupidity is getting either a people who really cannot get sick sick because they're now bringing more infections into the hospital or b putting healthcare professionals really- like putting, putting an undue amount of like work on their plate yeah and, like ah uh, it just like you're like yeah you're like yes because like he worked he works at a at the testing center basically and he's like he's like yeah you you kind of like you can't ask, like when someone comes in they're like to get to, to get the results or whatever, or get the COVID test and all that. You can't be like, okay, but are you a dummy? Like, were you partying and like hugging and doing all that stuff? Or, or were you obeying all the rules? Cause he's like, my head kind of tells me that a lot of the people coming in and catching it are not playing by the rules. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, he's like, well, I, don't think anybody, I don't think like personally, like, I don't know about, about you guys, but like, literally I know two or three people who have contracted it. And in all cases, it was either because they were healthcare workers or they were like family members with healthcare workers. So, because I, I like to imagine, I surround myself with people who are taking this seriously. Like everybody who's isolating and taking it seriously, I haven't heard anybody who's really contracted it outside of, like I said, those like people who are related to healthcare, which I think is a valid reason. You know, it's no one like, oh, we all went to the bar and then 30 of us got COVID. Like, right.
0: <laughs> I had a family friend who uh, him and his wife got it, and the only reason they got it is because their lawyer didn't tell them that he, would, he had traveled to the states. Oh, they had a, this is before the shutdown,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and like they met at like, the beginning of March for like a thing, and he had just come back from the states, and it, he, they they both had tested positive after feeling sick a couple of days after meeting him.
2: Yeah, sue and, that lawyer. But
0: that's,
1: but that's what? I think they,
0: I think they had a the lawyer.
1: Yeah, do yeah, yeah. yeah. to the that fucking. Lord. That, that's still circumstantial enough that I'm not going to be like, you didn't do the thing, you know, like. Then, i that, I don't know. Like, like. Okay, I understand that.
3: I, I I have to admit, some of the habits are hard. Like as much as you're on like high alert, sometimes like it doesn't like. Oh. For, for for myself personally, I like the first time I went to like a park to have a barbecue with people like very far away, right? Yeah. Someone walked up to me. And it's someone who I like I was just meeting for the first time and he extended his hand and I just took it and I didn't even think about it. And then afterwards, yeah, I could tell he didn't think about it and both of us were like, Oh fuck. Let's both pure oh, no. ourselves right now. Like it was just like such an automatic, like such a cultured I reaction. Said this, of the, yeah. It was just like such a I thing and this, both of us immediately were like, Oh my god, we're dumb as fuck. I'm so sorry. Like both of us were just like, Oh no.
0: I saw Vivith. During the pandemic. There was a much a good friend of the show. Yep. I saw him at a, we we were living close together before he moved in with his girlfriend or wherever he's living now. And he we saw we saw each other at a depth and we both kinda of looked at each other and we we're like, What do we do? Yeah. Like, like this was like in March or April and it's like it was so weird and it's like it's it's not I don't think that's gonna go away for a while.
1: Yeah, the handshake
0: will later come back.
3: Yeah, I think nope. we should. We, should yeah,
1: we, what do we do?
3: I think we need to replace it with the live long and prosper. Definitely I mean, not the elbow thing. No, the elbow thing is weak. No, I say live long and prosper for sure. I,
4: I don't think mind you got to do the. Um, you tug on your ear, a la Cala, Carol Burnett. Oh
2: wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Or you can, or like you like can do p- p- the, the fold I, your
1: I, arms I, like, and nod like bewitched. Uh, I was going for like that. a disco, like hip bump, like just like pow.
4: I just do put my hand on my chest and nod. That's nice. Like I see you, you know. I see you. Yeah.
1: Like you're about well, to like the, the to extended column, Hey, to over something.
4: Not even. Mm. Not wow. even the extended nod. Fuck them.
1: <laughs> I think. I think like a like thumbs up will be, like, just like hey. Thumbs well, up. Well, yeah, <laughs> because the Ku, the Ku Klux
3: Klan took the OK f- symbol from us, which is yeah. like one of was my one of my favorite hand gestures. So it was definitely in the top five, and now I can't use it because everyone's gonna think I'm. But going to also,
4: do. it was a game we used to play as kids. Oh yeah, where you get punched. Oh,
2: yeah,
4: yeah, yeah for if, sure. if you look, yeah, punch the guy. you would show the guy your thing, you know, the circle, and they had you know X amount of seconds to put their finger in the circle and then otherwise you punch them or they punch you and how, what have you. Yeah. Well, I, I had no, I had no idea. Fucked it, You know, the whole time we were beating the crap out of each other. Cause we were just showing off our white supremacist symbols. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: yeah. See, you you, you had,
1: you had no for that game in my high school. It was literally, you hold it low. And if you even looked, you got hit.
3: Yeah. You have to, it has to be below the waist. And if so, if, if someone ends up looking at it, then you get to hit a yeah, like counter. Yeah, there was right. not even
1: there was no even like finger or anything else like that. If you just like happen to glance down because a guy like makes a gesture <laughs> below, it, you're just like bang, it's like that right at.
4: Yeah, no, we would have uh, an opportunity to offend for ourselves a little bit.
1: Yeah, as opposed to if you glance downwards, you're like here it comes. You're like why?
4: Oh um, yeah, I mean, people got the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> That and bloody knuckles, man! Wow.
3: Bloody knuckles was yeah. That got banned at my school real quick.
1: Are you okay? So are you, are you talking about like the, the the quarter variety or the just like the, the smashing each other knuckles variety?
4: A little bit of both.
1: Because like, but both of those produced knuckle scars on. Like I know I know a kid who has like still like a kid like I'm in my late thirties. Like a person my age in in their late thirties who still has, like, like, visible white scar tissue, like a quarter did him in so bad, like, just... Oh, yeah. The, the skin up to the point where we saw bone. Like, someone just, oh. like, ripped a quarter across the table so hard at his knuckles. Like, yeah,
4: we did intelligent then- things when we were <laughs> children.
1: Yeah.
3: You know, safety first.
1: Children were monsters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Joey, we mentioned it at the top of the show um, that you are doing a drive-in comedy spe- spectacular at uh, the Royal Mount Drive in but it is also, it's, not, it's not just a a comedy show it's also like a, a, a charity event you want to just tell us about it before we hit five questions uh, you could tell people where to go what the show is about who is going to benefit who is the lineup and just uh, just tell our listeners why they should get into their car and head out to the Royal Mount Drive
4: so yeah the show basically is for an organization called on our own or O3 and um, it gives mostly young women uh, you know they've had a few guys go through there but mostly young women uh, under the age of 17 that have been uh, you know abused in some way by uh, you know physically emotionally uh, alcohol drugs and this organization gives them uh, a chance at a a second life basically they educate them they give them a home they give their their kids daycare It's just a wonderful thing and of course with uh, COVID Um, You know, our annual fundraiser is uh, now moved outdoors. So, uh, Corber, Mr. Corber is the uh, the host. He has been for, what, the last three years now? Four years? Yes, sir.
3: Yep, three years.
4: And uh, this year we have uh, Amanda McQueen, uh, Rodney Ramsey, Harrison Weinrub, and myself. And it's at the Royal Mount, August 26th. Just go to, uh, do you know the web? Just go to Eventbrite. And type in, uh, you know, comedy or on our own, or just go to Royal Mount Drive-In website, and it's up there. And tickets are forty dollars a person, but twenty-five of that uh, you get a tax receipt. So basically, it's fifteen dollars a person if you really look at it.
1: Yep. And if you buy like a Keith whole is, uh,
4: of Keith is
3: going to be generous enough to drop everything in the show notes, so we'll be able to take care of it.
1: Obviously, I'll okay. Oh, son of a bitch. That's the point. but i was gonna say that um it's really interesting at least uh i'm assuming that on our own uh had the had a similar uh, situation because they talked about uh, when this all started with the lockdown how uh like uh, women's shelters and uh, women's charities and so on and so forth were under a tremendous amount of n- not necessarily strain but they were they were under a lot of uh pressure to sort of help. The women who are in need because it's like if you're in some kind of an abusive relationship it's yeah. thing, if you're in an abusive relationship and the government has told you you can't leave your house yeah well, that, it's, it's yeah. an entirely different reality that a lot of uh a, a lot of these women have been going through and i've, I've heard just a lot of charities are being like that we need a, an, an extra amount of help considering that with this new reality even the 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 grimness of domestic abuse is worsened by this isolation that we're kind of going through right so
4: oh absolutely but i mean it's not just them a lot of them have uh, young children so they you know their schooling's been disrupted and, and because of that the mums you know uh their schooling has been disrupted and all their classes in terms of you know uh did they get lessons in how to run their finances and how yeah. to balance a job and all that and, um so everything's just been tossed up in the air yeah so it's not just the the girls it's their children it's uh you know the education's on hold the i mean they're starting to get some of the programs back you know but mm-hmm. much like everything else it's it's baby steps and look they didn't get a lot of money from the government to begin with it was it was really a piss in the in the bucket yeah and this fundraiser is basically pretty much like eighty to ninety percent of their annual budget so um, even if you can't make it that night and you want to help out uh, you can donate by going like I said uh, you can find it through the the event site uh, on their on the Royal Mount website Mm -hmm. just click on that event and if you can't make it there is a donate button so every dollar helps and uh, but we do hope to see in, in a in a car or a chair in front of your car
1: there you go. Yeah, I, I, ju- I just checked. If you just Google On Our Own Montreal, you can get right to the website. Yeah, and obviously there's Facebook events, and like you said, there's the Royal Mount Drive-In. You can get tickets, and there's Eventbrite. And if you do yeah. the same thing, if you Google On Our Own or Comedy, you'll find it on Eventbrite. You said $40, but $25 uh, are a, count as a taxable donation. So obviously Correct. if you a whole car load of people, you can get a hefty tax return, I guess, back.
4: yeah
0: and not not only as somebody who's who's done the show and who's seen the enormity of the impact that joey's had on the on this organization Mm -hmm. through the years and now lawrence with his continued support of this organization and i see it every year with you both with, with you guys and um it's just it's amazing the work that you do with this show and the lives that you change just through this show and you both it's you see it every time you go to one of these shows how much uh, really representing the city well. Thanks, man.
1: You do. Oh,
3: Chris. It, it's
1: so sweet. It, it, yeah, I it's, mean, that's that is that really, really nice.
3: That's that's really nice. And uh, to be honest, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like this is a show I look forward to, and I love seeing it grow, and I love seeing the money raised. And this is a charity I'm really passionate about, and I really want them to continue to grow and succeed. And it it means a lot to me, and I'm just happy that I get to be a part of it. Really.
4: I mean, you know me. I do a lot of charity work, and I mean, that's up there with the Legion. Um, You know, again, it's it's more about the community than it is about one individual. It's about helping uh, an entire group of people, not just, you know, one. I mean, you're making a difference in lives uh, when you help this charity and when you help the Legion, Um, and obviously there's so many other amazing charities that I'm, I'm privileged to, to be a part of, but, um, the, and you know, I mean, Chris knows the diabetes is close to my pancreas. So try to do as much (laughs) as I can for that and stuff, but there's pretty much not a charity that I'll, you know, I shouldn't say that, but, uh, definitely shitty charity,
1: but there's definitely shitty charity somewhere out there like I'm
4: you know definitely. what it's not even we've <laughs> in, <laughs> it, 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 in it, my I'm case definitely. it's not it's not a shitty charity it's uh unfortunately this one organization um, I've given them a thousand chances to prove me wrong over the years that they can run uh, uh, an event without screwing it up and they just don't so they're affiliated with three other organizations and I've turned because it's such a shit show um, I've said no to two of their sister organizations since and I literally have told the, organiza- uh, the organizer said, "Hey, if you don't like it go down the hall and talk to so and so and ask her why <laughs> I mean these guys know I don't hold back I, I, I live my life with well if I say it and you don't like it fuck you
1: that's the way. If it, honestly, if, if you're either, I would say if you're, even if you're a charity organization, but you're not running yourself correctly, or the money isn't going correctly, and whatever else like that, like, just because you're a charity doesn't necessarily mean you're automatically,
4: like, in the car.
3: From recent experience. Yeah.
4: What?
1: Yeah. We all know. I got to get
4: real dark, you
3: guys. Sorry. There's, <laughs> a, there's a, <laughs> a unique form of disappointment when you go to something that you think is going to benefit people, and it doesn't end
4: up happening. And that's something. Oh, you mean back. like the We Charity? Look, everybody knows about the We Charity and these two brothers yeah. now. I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they did a lot of good, but they also own what? Fuck two city blocks in Toronto. I mean, that's not okay. how charity works, man. You yeah. know, you can't give, you know, Robin Hood didn't keep some.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I went through a big, uh, like a, a, a charity busting phase. <laughs> <laughs> a couple, a couple of years back, where I was like re- going through like all of the major charities, like looking through like what the board of directors gets paid and and stuff. Like, yeah,
4: yeah. There, there's, I mean,
1: and at least I will say, the most part, most most charities you can do a little bit of research on and find which ones are good and which ones are. Well, uh,
4: another one that's close to home, literally, is Sun Youth in, here in Montreal. I think mm-hmm. that organization is again, it's more than just one person. It's families. It's Lives that are being changed because they have a football program that gets the kids involved and basketball program for both You know uh, men and women and some of the women that went on through that program many of them um, And I say many I think like four have made it to the uh, Canadian Olympic team and then have had successful careers out in Europe and as coaches here in North America and uh, two of the guys from football Um, You know, one's in the CFL. The other one is about to be at an NFL uh, training camp. So, you know, they have changed lives. And the fact that they have food banks and they give out, you know, uh, meals for holidays and they give out uh, school supplies for the kids. Mm -hmm. It's not, again, it's not just one person benefiting. And yes, don't get me wrong. They have employees that are on salary, but I can assure you, that so none better. of them, none yeah, exactly. of them, are not um, you know the Zuckerbergs and the the Bezoses of the world. They are yeah, hardworking under and in my opinion, they're underpaid because yeah. the amount of work that they do and the amount of good work that they do and the amount of hours that they put into it. All these organizations, you know, yeah,
1: I think there, there's there's a there's a fair wage that can be made. If you're devoting your life to charity that I I'm, i don't think I'm not trying to say that that's like, oh, everyone who works at charity should give their time for free. I'm like, no, because you also like, again, all into this digging into the charity thing, I'm not opposed to paying someone a fair, like a fair wage, right? Where it's like, because you're a charity, if you want, if you're an international charity, you do want your CEO to get paid at least enough money that they're, you're going to have a competent CEO, let's say.
4: You know, I mean, I these guys know that, and I've said this in the past, if yeah. there's a charity out there, a charitable organization, mm-hmm. that came to me and made me a financial offer that I thought, I don't need an extravagant lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. I, don't ha- I don't have one. I don't like it. I don't – I think – uh, and this is just my hippy-dippy way. And I'll be honest with your listeners, I'm smoking a fucking joint as I talk to you. Um,
1: <laughs> Chris was rolling one in the first half of the show, so it's all good. You know,
4: but look, um, I do believe that, you know, if you work hard enough, yes, you can. You should be rewarded with money. But, yeah, you know, if you have so much money difference between like uh, a fair
1: wage and making money you know like, like you know but like seriously if, 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 if there's, like, there's milking it
4: <laughs> if there's if there's a charitable organization out there that would come to me with you know uh between 45 and fifty five thousand dollar a year salary i would and i believed in that charity a lot like a a hundred percent um I would never tell a joke again because I believe that strongly in community. I believe that my parents have, uh, you know, they taught me to give back. My grandparents taught me to give back. And listen, I have I have a lot of atoning to do for some of the shit I pulled in my life, man. You know, people are like, oh, you're a good guy. Yeah, now. I
1: was going to say <laughs> <laughs> you know? There we go. Is if you're if you're a, like say like one of those big international charities, if you want to pay Joey like 45 for dollars, you could have I a comedian. To. You could have a comedian on retainer. <laughs> just
0: that's a good benefit, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, like you're
0: just. like... I will hey, say Joey. I know. I know. We said we you were done, but we're gonna pull you right back in one more time.
4: <laughs> but listen, the, the truth is, is that you know I would do it, um, and it, it's it wouldn't even be, and it doesn't have to be in Montreal.
2: Yeah.
3: I
4: just in, I enjoy um I you know, there's a process that you watch. Like when I got involved with On Our Own, mm-hmm. it's nine years now. And I made a deal with the um uh, with Mr. Sherman, Mark Sherman, who's the uh the the creator and CEO of uh Media Experts. They <laughs> they sponsor this and they sponsor On Our Own. Um I said, you know, he said, I got 10 years. And I said, all right, I got uh, a decade in me, So I got one more year. But even if it was something like a, an on-our-own, a Sun Youth, uh, even if I, you know, there's a city or a township out there that says, you know, I would like something like that out there. I'd love to start it from ground up. Mm-hmm. I think I got a great team. I mean, my, my resume says I, I saved a Legion, mm-hmm. you know, from the tax man, And there is nothing more... Uh, You talk about the reward, you know, the reward with on our own is watching some of these young girls that I've met and seen their kids. And now they're in phase two. You know, they have a job. They got their degree. Their kid is now in elementary school. You see the confidence that they have now. You see that they're in a healthy relationship. You see that um, how much they adore their children, you know. Um, so there's that, that, that is one thing. And, you know, the the same thing with Sun Yu, you know, when you go and you see somebody who needs their services and they're grateful, you know, uh, because they got a free, you know, a couple extra chocolate bars or something like that. Um, it, it's an amazing feeling, you know, when those two guys from the LaSalle Legion, walk down in their full regalia, medals and all, into that tax woman's office and put the full check down. I mean, that was... Uh, I wish I wish I had that on videotape because if everybody saw how uh, classy and dignified they were, they didn't slap it on the desk and, you know, give her the finger or anything like that. They just were there in full regalia. They put it down with pride. And, uh, boy, it was something to watch. I'm smiling now as I talk about it because it was something <laughs> sounds else. Sounds
1: like, yeah, it sounds amazing.
4: You know, and that's the reward. There's, It doesn't have to be a financial reward. It that, that The look on their faces of accomplishment was, ah. And I'm I'm a little, I, honestly, a lot of credit has been given to me in this and in other situations. I'm such a small piece of the cog. Mm-hmm. You know, um, like the Legion, people came on board so fast. You know, the guys that, uh, at, at Bell Media, you know, uh, the Gripes panel with uh, Bill Brownstein from the Gazette and Terry DeMonte, Aaron Rand and Mitsumi, mm-hmm. you know, they just heard what I was doing and we were putting on a show and I was going out and giving, at the time, the uh, Veterans Affairs Minister Seamus O'Regan <laughs> some crap calling, you know. <laughs> Uh, how I I started saying uh, Seamus is uh, exactly what he's done. Um, it's like the perfect name, but it it's just there's my my argument with all of these charities is that they're so good, and yeah. we're you know what you know what frustrates me the most in a lot of this is yes there are big financial donors that give to this, mm-hmm. but a lot of the times, and God love it, it's ground roots. It's yeah. grass level, it's blue collar people just giving their $40, being entertained for an hour and a half, you know, knowing that they, they got something in return. Was it financial again? No. They got entertained and they know that they did something good and their money is going to something good. Um, so that's another reason to come out to the show on the 26th. But it honestly, that's what it's amazes
1: me. Show and also you get that warm and fuzzy feeling, yeah. <laughs> like a bonus.
4: Yeah, I mean, listen. I, I, uh, the moment I look forward to every year with this show is, is the tote board at the end. I don't know if it's because I grew up watching the Jerry Lewis Telethon and it was very exciting <laughs> every, every time he went back. You know, all right, show me the numbers, Ed, and you know, and then the tote board would come down and the numbers would shuffle, and it was all exciting. Um, but last year was the first time we went over a hundred thousand, I believe. Is that wow. right, Lawrence? Yeah.
3: yeah. After that, the the ninth year. We, we broke 100
4: to yeah.
0: give uh, to give some perspective I did that show in 2014 I think we raised $42,000.
4: Well the first yeah. year we That's literally how That's how yeah. the, the first year we raised a not shitting you a thousand even a thousand yeah. bucks. Wow. And then the next year we moved it to Club Soda and we made it to 20. And then some, the and I remember before last year we were we finished the night at like 95,000. And I was so pissed that we missed it by, you know, yay much. And then last year we we crushed it. And now this year, my, my realistic, um, you know, obviously if it was under normal circumstances, I would have been like, okay, we we have to get over this 108,000 that we raised last year. Even if it was 109, I don't care. We went up this year. I, if we go, Uh, if we hit the 70,000 mark again, I will consider that an incredible success. Um, And I have to remind myself much like everything nowadays, it's changed. It's different. So whatever we, this benefits on our own, no matter what, because even if we raise $25,000, that's $25,000 that they wouldn't have had otherwise. So, I consider this year, uh, this year's fundraiser, a win. The fact that we, we we've got it off the ground, it's so being good. advertised, <laughs> yeah. it's going on. It's a win. Yeah.
1: yeah, the fact that you guys can have a fundraiser is is, is a big win on its own. And I think any any money that you guys bring in is going to be obviously hugely appreciated by the organization, and it's going to be a win no matter what, like uh, no matter how much money you guys manage to bring in. And I'm sure it's going to be a big success. It's I August. Said-
0: the show the show couldn't be better. It is some of the best talent we have in the city. And- you, were, you, were, you were
1: singing uh, Amanda McQueen's praises last episode, even. I'll sing Amanda McQueen's
4: <laughs> praises
0: every episode.
4: I, I agree. I mean, here, here's the thing. I, when I, it was I, at Club Soda, the way it, I...
1: Lawrence, but <laughs> Chris Chris described Amanda McQueen as a, as a comedy treasure that needs to be protected.
4: <laughs> yeah, we do. We got to protect her at all costs. Listen, the the thing that when I book the show is I always look for people that have never done Club Soda. Um, And Lawrence got in and, you know, because he cared with the group. And like I said, I got, uh, I think, one more year where I have to do my obligations and and help book the show and do all the PR. But then it's going to be Lawrence's baby. You know, he's going to take over and and I still want to be a part of it in every way, shape or form. But as I get older and uh, I got other projects on the go, um, it's nice. But the, the, the key is is that it's it's a showcase of Montreal talent because we mm-hmm. do have so much good talent. Um, so this year, they don't get to play Club Soda for the first time, but we all get to share an experience of doing a venue that we're all doing for the very first time.
1: Yeah, like for sure. I, yeah. I feel that, like, this is you're going to – one way, whether whether somehow driving – Show has become the norm, or not? Like either you will remember that one drive-in show, or your first drive-in show. <laughs> like one way oh, or the yeah. other, it's not really going to stick out, I think, in all of the performers' minds. Yeah. Uh, want to wrap things up with five questions, guys?
4: Yeah. All right. No. All right.
1: Uh, Lolly and uh, and Chris, I sent you the questions in Facebook. If yeah, you I have the version here. If you guys <laughs> want to take a, take a turn asking them away. Uh. Well,
0: Mr. Elias, um, yeah. What do your <laughs> inner thoughts sound like?
4: Oh my God, my inner thoughts sound a lot like uh, static. Oh, <laughs> there's there's a lot of noise. Um, very quickly, I I once heard Eminem say that the same brain that blessed him so much is also his curse, and I agree with that.
1: Hmm. Just Question and so, like a, a, a cacophony of thoughts, all kind of like just crashing at once. Is
4: that? Yeah, it's uh, it's an awful, awful noise. It's uh, like I said, it's a lot of static.
3: Question number two, Joey. What was your favorite thing to eat as a kid?
4: Oh my God, it was mean, definitely it was uh, anything my grandmother made me. Oh, so is there, a special dish? there was. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, what uh, was she famous for? I, well, she's famous for a lot of things, but. Uh, I totally enjoyed the uh, grilled cheese tomato soup when we had no school on the I fold-up know. tray on the good TV in the bedroom <laughs> watching the Flintstones. It's a fun yeah. memory.
1: Yeah. yeah, grilled cheese tomato soup is just like it's one of those so simple, but like I cannot go wrong. If you're like, hey, do you want to have grilled cheese and tomato soup? Yeah, like literally at all hours. I would. There's no time. I would yeah. say. I, I feel like uh, I didn't it know
0: also, tomato soup was a thing.
1: <laughs> it's like a really
2: big you song.
0: put in a sandwich. That's
4: Listen to me. What if what if we put a hockey stick in the middle of the bowl?
0: <laughs> <laughs> then I can get
1: behind. it. All right. I was gonna say I grilled cheese tomato soup can also literally be like. If any meal. It can be like a snack. It could be a late night dish. It could be a breakfast. It could be a lunch. Absolutely. <laughs> well, not just absolutely,
0: Keith. Not to speak for Joey here, but Joey's only meal the rest of time could be soup. <laughs> the man
4: loves uh, soup
0: more than anybody I know.
4: Chicken uh, fingers also. Absolutely. Uh, but nothing like, makes re-
0: you happier than a cup of warm chicken noodle soup,
4: though. Oh man! If it was uh, that, or my dad and I love. Love going to uh, Tasty Food Pizza, and we get uh, one minestrone soup, one uh, lentil soup, and that's mm. our dinner.
1: And do you Everybody. trade me? So no, no, we each
4: have one of each.
1: Oh, oh, oh snap, okay. Oh, I got you. So you. do do half and half, but it's just one uh, and one.
4: I'd like to say
0: I understood what he meant, but you guys figured that out. <laughs> <laughs> I knew
4: what he meant. Okay.
1: I was like, oh, and you both have half a soup, and then no. it becomes – no, it's two nah, nah. two
4: soups. soups, yeah. Yeah, we're grown men. <laughs>
0: <laughs> question number three, and then, Keith, you're going to have the question from the last guest, right?
2: Yeah.
0: When did you – now, this is a question that has pissed off a lot of our guests before. When did you realize <laughs> that
4: – uh, When did I realize being an adult sucks? Um, well, uh, not to use any of my material, but I've never been married and divorced twice. I mean, um, <laughs> you know, when did I know when I was adult? Uh, probably the first time I was arrested and I didn't, fall, you know, I didn't fall into the, uh, the juvenile. I wasn't a juvie anymore. <laughs> was like, oh, shit. No, but in all honesty, uh, I knew when I was an adult, um, and I knew it sucked when uh, I had a friend pass away at a at a very young age, and then uh, unfortunately, many more have fallen. So uh, yeah, not to bring I, it downer on this fucking no, show, I, but yeah,
1: it, it's a rough question. Like I don't don't. you yeah, know, I think that that's Why do we bo- keep? I it? Why bo- do we we
3: haven't moved, pivoted away from
1: it? Yeah, we, we just reset the questions at two hundred, yeah. man. We 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 we, re- we switch good. them up every twenty five. Yeah. I was we gonna were say, expecting though,
3: something <laughs> whimsical like oh taxes are bullshit. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Doing your laundry. No, no, no. I think, but I think both of those things are are, are both the the arrest thing. Because I was like, just like having been like, I've only ever really had juvenile run-ins with the cops. Where and but I, and even as a ju- like as as a kid, I'd be like, this is not so bad. But then I feel that like, yeah, obviously, if you're that happens to you of age, and then obviously getting
4: older, and then I'll, t- I'll tell you what's even funnier. Not- yeah, oh. is uh, if one of those uh, arrests is just uh, an absolute bogus and bullshit thing. Uh to the point where even when I got in front of the judge he was like, What a waste of fucking time.
1: We've wasted everybody's time here.
4: And and money, which whatever. I can that's a whole other podcast, but
1: <laughs> Joey Joey, you'll come you'll come back on and, and give us that story for sure.
4: Yeah, absolutely. When we all do a uh you know what? Let's all do a physical distance one in the park.
1: Yes. Ooh, We're working on it. That's, uh, I'm I'm very, very close to, to to doing these in person. I've got to figure out a way that I don't, like, any gust of wind screws with my mic, so I need to figure out, like, a place where we could be kind of...
4: Wind, wind would, socks, my friend. Wind socks.
1: Yeah. Ooh, wind socks. That's how I figured yep. out. Uh, question number four uh, comes yeah. from uh, Coco Galore and Ophira Kaloff, uh, who are two of the organizers from the uh, Our Cities on Our Stages uh, inclusion in comedy symposium that just happened in well toronto and online uh last week uh, but also they do a ton of work with the uh, the bad dog theater company out in toronto yeah um they it's actually a pretty good segue since we just talked about getting busted and uh, and arrested uh what <laughs> is one major law that you would like to break if you could and get away with it
4: oh boy that is a bloated question <laughs> i mean Oh, murder.
1: (laughs) I knew it was coming, and I was like, this is perfect. (laughs) Judge, jury, and executioner, Joey Elias. Joey Elias. (laughs)
2: Six
4: foot four, theory. Listen, we all have that one person that we think, you know, give yourself to science because you're bringing nothing to mankind otherwise. You know? Oh. other than murder, I mean, what what would I want to get away with? Probably like a, but like an old timey uh, bank heist,
1: like complete with car chase and stuff
4: like... I don't know about car chase involved, but like uh, you know, old timey, you go in, two, three other people, the masks go on, uh, get Dollar on the floor. On the <laughs> well, not you don't want to give it away, you know. What we're not Richie Rich for fuck's sake. <laughs> um we're here for the bank's money not yours but you know and and this is before they had you know the uh, the, the the ink pads that pop in your face and all that
1: but i was going to say i don't so know why
4: do i just i, I to to watched too do many movies
1: like, like i'm just that, trying to make, i'm just trying to make the differentiation like you'd want to do like a hold up like everybody on the ground and not like an ocean's 11 heist where no one even knows they're being robbed where
4: you're just sort Oh that'd like, be that'd be great but i don't think uh, I or any of the people I hang out with are smart enough.
1: <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> look, let's just get some masks and some guns and we'll hold up a bank. No one's yeah. going to come up with like 10-layered plan of we're going to uh,
2: over a train or something. Yeah.
4: Hold on, look at your two co-hosts who are two of my best friends. Do you think any of them can do a fucking somersault midair? Come on, <laughs> <No>. man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the most spry.
4: Like the Elliot Gould of the team, for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm, pretty oh. I'm pretty nimble, but I'm not that nimble, you know
4: what I'm saying? Dude, he's got the sweetest glasses in those movies.
1: He's the most spry, uh, spry person in Montreal comedy. Like, uh,
4: Amanda McQueen, Gino, next McQueen, next question. McQueen. Gino. Gino, <laughs> Gino, Gino Durante. Yeah. Yeah. He can dislocate of... his hips a couple times, yeah. Dude, the amount of stretches he does before a fucking show. He better be <laughs> able to do this. <laughs> it's
3: true. Gino has an intense warm-up before he hits the stage. It's awesome.
4: Yeah. yeah. And
1: question five, Joey. Uh, what question would you like to ask to our future guest?
4: Oh man. Um, okay. If you could, uh, if you can go back in time and see one band that you've never seen live in concert, which band would it be?
1: Hmm. B- band or mu- music artist? Music Either music. or. Yeah. cuz me I was like it's like yeah artist I would say prince hands down
4: was, yeah I was going to go with that too yeah
1: like it was, it was, I, was I would
4: prince too actually oh <laughs> you are all weird
1: uh I cuz it was one of those it was also one of those things that it was like it's very It's
0: prince or the hip
4: for me you know the Beatles the Beatles oh I would say prince i think prince first. And,
1: and like addition I would take prince in almost any era but like but even but like yeah but like
3: also,
4: I would you see 70s and John. Like. Well, I mean, if you really want to go top three for me, uh, you, you have uh, Hendrix is up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I never saw Tom Petty. Ooh. And that was a stupid, stupid shame on my part. And, uh, yeah, those are my top three. I, think and I, would, sp- I mean, if I could see a, a comedian that has passed live... Um, Richard Pryor. Yeah.
1: yeah. Comedians, guys.
3: I would go Carlin. see Carlin in a in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Uh, Carlin.
0: Uh, a Ricker, is, I saw Rickles. I saw, I, I, I saw Rickles live.
2: Yeah, I,
3: I got. Saw, to see her.
0: I already have that. So. <laughs>
4: me go. Rickles hey. met me in the hallway that year at the uh, the hotel by accident, and he found out I was Jewish, and he just fucking rip me a new one yeah, so it big. was yeah exactly oh my god it was so wonderful like it, honestly you talk about wearing it like a bat. like i felt like i had been touched by god <laughs> you know what i mean like the, the king the king of insults chose me knowing and i felt and i just laughed throughout the whole thing and the more i laughed the more he came out with shit you know, and he was surrounded by a couple of JFL people or whatever. And it was, uh, it was a magical moment, you know. And, and that's what I'm trying to, you know, with this whole situation I find ourselves in is that I really, it's uncharacteristic of me, but I'm trying to stay upbeat and positive. I'm trying to find an upside in all this, you know. And it, some days it's hard. Some days it's very hard. Some days it seems impossible, uh, right. The fact that comedy is back. I mean, the weird part is, is, you know, all I wanted to do the first time I saw everybody uh, is just hug them. Not mm-hmm. everybody, but you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> of <course. laughs> some of them, uh, some of them even pre-pandemic weren't going to get a fucking hug from me. Uh, they know who they are. Don't write letters. Don't have your
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: aggregators. Stay off. Don't on not a- dick. All right.
4: Don't have any. Listen, also, listen. don't have any of your parents write letters.
0: Oh! <laughs> this is a fucking band camp.
4: August no, I'm just saying, if you have a problem, and this is what I'll leave you on. I believe in community. I believe that Montreal comedy community is a wonderful community. And if anybody in that community uh, has any issue with me, all I ask is that they reach out to me directly. I'm easy to find on uh, by my emails. I'm on Twitter. Uh, every second comic in the city has my number. But if they have an issue with me, uh, just let's deal with it person to person. Don't I don't believe in putting out dirty laundry out. On, you know I'm not on Facebook and anything or whatever. But I'm not a big believer in airing dirty laundry. There's a reason I I like team sports as opposed to the individual sports except for golf, and that is because everything that is shared with the team stays with the team, and you always see it. Somebody breaks that rule. They usually get traded to another team, and a lot of times that individual doesn't end up in the league much longer because they are labeled as, you know, uh, a rack.
1: Yeah, not a team player.
4: Right. well, yeah, a perfect term, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I just, uh, again, I want to reiterate that. If anybody at any point in time has a problem with me for any reason, just reach out to me directly. I will gladly uh, meet up with you, buy you a coffee, and we can sit down person to person. Let's work if, this out. If
1: you really need a coffee, you can just lie and then be like, just sit down. <laughs> Joey gets the coffees and you're like, listen, Joey, we're cool, but I just really needed a coffee. Just yeah, you I, I've, been, I've been out of work because of COVID. I just really needed a
4: uh, coffee. I appreciate really it. But I'm going to tell you something. If they ever legalize murder, be careful if I invite you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Um,
4: I'm just going to say that coffee, if that ever happens, that day will be divine.
1: Oh, man. August <laughs> <laughs> 26th. 6 p.m. gates open, 7 p.m. start at the Royal Mount Drive-In, Mount Royal, Lawrence And Corridor. there's
4: food as well. There's all these food, food trucks, trucks I, I forgot to mention. So um, and I should also mention.
1: Car, I guess social distance, obviously. Yes, Enjoy one yourself. person
4: per car is allowed out to get food and beverage. And I should mention this, although he's going to kill me. But Ian McLean, uh, who is on the board of directors of all this, mm-hmm. uh, secretly big. What a well, that you have to be to be on this board. If you're not a, a decent human being, they just, they throw you out. Like you're a raisin. Um, cause raisins are shit. My point is, uh, Ian McLean will not enjoy this, but he uh, said to me that if anybody who buys uh, the tickets at a regular $40 per person price, but also, um, makes a donation of $500 or more online prior to the event, um, Mr. McLean will buy you and serve you the dinner. And I will throw in a um, little backstage tour where you get to meet everybody okay. and see how uh, it all runs backstage with uh, a very cool operation.
1: So for the big spenders out there, you heard it here first, kids. $500 donations comes with perks. Yeah.
0: And Joey, we are known for our... For-
4: listenership. So. <laughs> well, listen, maybe, maybe somebody knows uh, their boss yeah. or uh, they, they have a, um, uh, a very uh, well-to-do uh, family member who's got a successful business or uh, anybody who, you know, maybe you want to pull. You know what? Here's the deal. Maybe you each have five people in the car, right? So it would cost you $140 a night. But you know what? That $140 goes a long way.
1: You get a concierge <laughs> for your food, and you get to Joey <laughs> the and the rest park, of the park McLean, and you get a backstage pass. It's a good yeah. deal. Do it. Go. Do, do it, do it. Figure it uh, out, Joey. Thanks so much for doing this. That was great.
4: Thanks, hey, Joe. it's my pleasure. But uh, like I said, once you do this in a, in a park with uh, you know um, some social distance, I will gladly be a part of that one as well. <laughs>
1: Hey there, loyal listener who listens to the show all the way past the closing credits. Um, thank you for listening to Go Plug Yourself. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, if you enjoy the show, I cannot stress this enough. Please tell people about it. We don't really have a budget for marketing or fancy Facebook ads or putting up billboards on the street. Uh, we really have to rely on word of mouth, which uh, basically means that if you listen to the show and you enjoy the show, Please uh, share it, link it, uh, tell your friends about it. Say, hey, there's this show called Go Plug Yourself. They talk to Montrealers or people that have stuff going on in Montreal or uh, just p- people that have stuff to uh, promote that we kind of care about. We can, we can go outside of Montreal if we want to. Um, yeah, so just tell, tell people about the show. It's a, it's a fun show. We, we like doing it a lot. We've done it for over 200 episodes. And it's in large part thanks to support from uh, people like you. Um, if you want to support the show at all, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash 9to5cc and uh, throw a couple bucks our way. It really helps with uh, the hosting fees for the most part. We're really not trying to make a profit on this. Um, and also, if you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who might uh, want to be a guest on the show, you can uh, contact us either on Facebook or on Twitter. There's a bunch of ways to find us uh, and, uh, and let us know. And if the scheduling and the timing and everything works out, maybe you can be the next person who uh, comes on the show and... Uh, Uh, plugs something a big thank you as always to leland beckman and oral turpitude who provided our theme songs and of course a thank you to uh all of the hosts that we have on the show uh walter j ling who technically retired but still sometimes hosts uh christopher vendito lawrence corber and uh ines anaya uh all are all amazing go and you should support them and their comedy and uh and all of that uh thank you for listening thank you for choosing go plug yourself uh as one of your from the millions of podcasts and have a beautiful day thank you 905.cc podcast
0: blogs and comics made in montreal since 2011